Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14 says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a name, will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin will bring forth a child and will give him and will give birth to a son, and you will call him Emmanuel. John 1 verse 1 through 5 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was nothing, anything made that was made. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Somebody say Amen. You may be seated. And thank you, uh, worship team. So my, my thing is, the drummer stays and the keyboard player stays. Let's keep our eyes on these guys. And um, all right, is that all right, Gordon? All right, all right, cool. What a privilege it is to be in the house of the Lord. We're not here by mistake today. We're here by God's grace. The old question that has been asked since his arrival and even after his departure is who is Jesus? Who is Christ? Never there has there been a person so highly regarded and, and at the same time so highly disregarded and hated by many. So many want him and then so many can't bear to hear his name. From the scripture we read today, we saw that Jesus is the Son of God who came to earth for a purpose. We see that he was involved in creation and then came to earth to the, to the birth of a virgin. His name is Jesus. In scripture, we see him as a babe, being born, had parents. We see him as a boy being restricted by his parents, Luke 2, 39 through 52. And then nothing was said until his adult life, Mark chapter 6, verse 3 said, isn't this the carpenter's son? Jesus revealed his own understanding of who he was in three ways. One, by his action. Two, through his speech. And then by his, the titles he used or that he accepted. By his action, Jesus saw himself as the one who had the authority over the temple, over demons over the prince of demons, over sicknesses and diseases, over nature, over the Sabbath, and over death 
itself. The question was asked, by what, by what authority are you doing these things? Who gave you the authority to do them? Mark eleven twenty eight and John two eighteen. When Jesus forgave the sins of the paralytic, the scribe protested, "Why does this fellow speak in this way? It is blasphemy. Who can forgive sins but God alone?" Mark two verse twenty seven. When he forgave a woman for her a woman of her sins. Some of those present, present responded, Who is this? Who is he that even forgive sins? Luke 7 verse 49. The miracles of Jesus bear witness of his uniqueness. The gospel of John even referred to him as the signs that reveal who he was. John 2 and verse 11. The miracles naturally raise question. Who is this who controls the winds and the waves? Mark 4 verse 35 and 41. Who is this who can heal the unhealable and even raise the dead? Mark 5, 1 to 44. The response caused by the healing of the man born blind is typical. Never since the world began were such miracles performed. To plunder Satan's domain and free the demonized required one stronger than Satan. Are you with me? It is true that others in past could work miracles such as Moses and Elijah. Yet to the extent of Jesus' miracles was such that opponents and friends alike marveled at Jesus. We have never seen anything like this, Mark 2 and verse 12. The, remark, the miracles were not just signs of his arrival of the kingdom of God. They were a manifestation of the kingdom. Somebody say kingdom. Yeah. Unlike John the Baptist, the ministry of Jesus typified miracles. One cannot read the gospel account without the question arising. Who is this man? Who is the master of nature? Disease is an even death. In Jesus' action, people saw a bold claim, a unique authority. Even the prince, dressed as a pauper, unconsciously revealed who he was by his behavior. So Jesus, despite his modest dress and occupation, revealed his understanding of who he was by his action. Now, reflecting on the scriptures that was read today, John 1, 1 and 2, in the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning. Here we see Christ. God, Christ is God, incarnate, made flesh, God made human. Christ is God, human, or God, man. We bear the wonder of his glory, the begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. Christ is not just 
a prophet. He is the prophet. Some religion claims that Christ is just a prophet. He is not like Muhammad. He is not like some God wrapped up in some basket put away and you come to church to get him out of that basket or to see him move. He is God. He is a prophet. He is not just a good man. He is a good man. He is not just a good man going around doing good. He is God. He is not just a miracle worker. He is a miracle worker. He is God. He is God in flesh. Amen, somebody? First Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angel, preach unto the Gentiles, believe on in the world, and receive up into glory. That's our God. I should have warned you this morning. There's a disclaimer. It's going to get loud in here. Amen. Are you with me, somebody? All things were made. John 1, 3 and 4 and 5 says, All things were made by him. And without him, nothing that was made was made. In him was life, and the light was the light of man. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Here we see Christ incarnate. So he was out there doing stuff. John, then in John 1 and verse 14, we see Christ, the carnation of Christ. And the word become flesh. Somebody save me. Was made flesh. And dwell among us and we beheld his glory and the glory of the only begotten son of the father of, of God. Full of grace and truth. Word be word would become flesh. Word of uh, God would become human and in, and is appearing in human form. God would humble himself and allow himself to be born of a woman, to be made in the flesh and dwell among us. And his name is Emmanuel, God with us. God would tabernacle with us. He would dwell in us and dwell with us. He is not the God who dwells in sanctuaries. So if you came here today, as I said previously said, expecting that God is behind this big screen, you're here, you're, you're in for a shock. He's not there. Is he there, Gordon? No, he's not. God does not dwell in buildings made by hands. You didn't come here. Because you want to feel God. God does not dwell in sanctuaries. God preferred to dwell in us. Somebody say in us. He is, he dwells amongst us and he is the God that dwell in us. First, Colossians 1 and verse 20 says, To whom God would made known that what is the riches of his glory and of the mysteries among the Gentiles, which is in Christ, the hope of glory. Christ, is, Christ in us is the hope of glory. The God who was far off or far away is now the God who dwells in us. Somebody say, in us. He dwells in me. Amen, church? God does not lose 
who he is because he is in us. He is still omnipotent. He's still all powerful. He is still omnipresent. He is everywhere. He is still omniscient. He knows everything. God, He is both in me and He is around me. Are you with me, somebody? He is both in me and he's around me he's above me and he's beneath me he walks with me and he talks with me are you with me somebody he's not just a god who is just absent he's a god that lives in me he is in me he i am in him and he is in me in him i move and have my being i am in him and he is in me somebody say amen he is full of mercy and full of grace. Are you with me, somebody? He is full of mercy. He is full of grace. Because, and he's, he's in me. Aren't you glad that God is in, is in us? Aren't you, aren't you glad that you didn't have to go pick him up? And bring him to church. <laughs> because some of us come to church and we think we're coming to church to meet God. You're in for a shock. That's the wrong agenda. God is in you. Are you with me somebody? But listen, listen to this. Uh, we want to talk about who is Jesus. Every book of the Bible speaks about Jesus. Do you know that? In Genesis of the seed, in Genesis, he the seed of the woman. In Exodus, he's a Passover lamb. In Leviticus, he's a high priest. In Numbers, he's a cloud and the fire. In Deuteronomy, the prophet like Moses. In Joshua, the captain of our salvation. In Judges, the judge and the lawgiver. In Ruth, the king's redeemer. In 1st and 2nd Samuel, the prophet of the Lord. In 1st and 2nd Kings, the reigning king. In 1st and 2nd Chronicles, the glorious temple. In Ezra, the faithful scribe. In Nehemiah, the rebuilder of the wall. In Esther, Jesus is the sovereign protector of his people. In Job, Jesus is a living redeemer and our true comforter. In Psalms, the Lord is my shepherd. In Proverbs and Ecclesiastic, the Lord is the wisdom of God. In Sons of Solomon, the lover and bridegroom. In Isaiah, he is a suffering savior. In Jeremiah and Lamentation, the weeping prophet. In Ezekiel, the son of man. And he's also in Ezekiel as two weeks ago, as Pastor Machella preached. He is a God that restores dry bones. In Daniel, Jesus, in, in Ezekiel, sorry, he's the son of man. Let me back up. In Jeremiah and Lamentation, he's a weeping prophet. In Ezekiel, he's the son of man. In Daniel, Jesus is a fourth man in the fiery furnace. In Hosea, he's a bridegroom. In Joel, he's a baptizer with the Holy Spirit. In Amos, he's a burden bearer. Jesus bears our burdens. Amen, church? You got to understand who Jesus is. He's the mighty. In Amos... In Obadiah, the mighty Savior. In Jonah, the forgiver, the forgiving God. In Micah, the messenger with the beautiful feet. In Nahum, the avenger of 
the avenger of God's elect. I don't have to defend myself. God is my defender. <laughs> oh Lord. Oh, in Habakkuk, he's a great evangelist. How many of you know we need a we need a revival? In Zephaniah, he's a restorer of the remnant. How many of you know God is gonna restore us? In Haggai, he's a cleansing fountain. In Zephaniah, he's a pure son. In Malachi, he's a son of righteousness. Somebody say amen. Are you ready? In Matthew, he's the Messiah. In Mark, he's a miracle worker. In Luke, he's the son of man. In John, he's the son of God. In Acts, he's ascending father. He's ascending Lord. In Romans, he's the justifier. In 1st and 2nd Corinthians, he's the last Adam. In Galatians, he's the one who set us free. Do you remember when you were bound? Do you remember when you were, when you were bound? God is the one that who set us free. Amen, church? In Ephesians, he's a Christ of riches. In the Philippians, he's a God who meets our every need. God is my provider. In Colossians, he's the fullness of the Godhead. In 1st and 2nd Thessalonians, he's a soon coming king. In 1st and 2nd Timothy, he's a mediator between God and man. I need a mediator. In Titus, he's the blessed hope. Somebody say blessed hope. In Philemon, he's a friend that stick closer than a brother. When people desert you, God is on my side. When people left you behind, God is with me. When you feel like you're alone, he's there. That's my God. In Hebrews, he is the blood that washes away my sin. <laughs> Amen, church. In James, he's the great healer. Uh, you need healing today? He's a healer. In 1st and 2nd Peter, he's a chief shepherd. In 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, he's the everlasting father. In Jude, he's a God. He is God, our Savior. Somebody say amen. Are you ready for it? Are you ready for it? Are you ready for it? In Revelation, he's a king of kings and lord of lords. He's an alpha and omega. The first and the last, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the word of God, the bright and morning star. He is my God. His name is Jesus. Let me tell you, he's my deliverer. He's my hope. He's my king. He's my savior. He's my healer. He is Jesus. We're not serving a dead God. We're serving a God who is alive. We're not serving a God who is of a distance. We're serving a God who wants to have a relationship with us. And his name is Jesus. He's my redeemer. He's my savior. You know, many of us shouldn't be here today, but we're here because of Jesus. Are you with me, somebody? Many of us have been, should have been dead and buried, but we're here because of Jesus. Do you remember that, that close call to death and Jesus rescue you? 
Do you remember the close call to, to something that was going to happen and Jesus came and lift you up? He's the God that lifts people up. He's not the God that push you down. Hear me. He's the God that lifts you up. He's the God that want to take you higher. If you want to know who I am, you need to know, understand that I am the God of all parts of you that you don't want people to see or anybody to know about. I'm not just the God of your success. I'm the God of your struggles. <laughs> Amen, church? So when I'm, when I'm going through my struggles, God is with me. When I'm down, don't ever think because I'm down, God is not with me. He's with me. He's with me. He's with me. Can you say he's with me? He's not just he's not just the God of your victories, he's the God of your defeats. Are you with me, somebody? And he he lives within us. He lives where? Do you know that he's in us? How, how do I know that? Have you ever wanted to slap somebody? Anybody here? And, 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 you're, and, you're, and you're like, oh my goodness, what's happening? You know why? Why you don't slap that person? It's because of God in you. Have you, have you ever want to lose your mind? Something's happening and you're, and you're thinking, I'm going to lose my mind. I'm going to lose my mind. I'm going to lose my mind. And, and, you're, and you're, you're thinking you're going to come up bursting and you're wondering what's happening. God is still in you. And you wonder why you're here today. It is because of Jesus and he lives within you. Have you ever shown up for an appointment and you know and you know what the answer is and you're there saying, oh my God, it's not going to work my way. It's not going to be what I think it's going to be. But you show up and you perform your worst and you come out and you're waiting and you're waiting for the worst. But what you got to understand that God is working on you and is working on those who's working on you and he's preparing a way for you. That's why the Bible said, he prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies. He anoint my head with oil. Hallelujah. And you're waiting and you're sure it's a no, but the answer comes back. Yes. You know why? It's because of Jesus. Amen, somebody? It's because of who? Jesus. He is the God of the backslider. He is the God of the hopeless. He is the God of the skeptic. Have you seen those people? I don't want nothing. I, want, I don't want anything to do with God. He's your God. He's still your God. He's still your God. Don't think just God is just for us alone. God is for everybody. Even those who reject him. He's God of the lonely. When you're in your lonely place. When you think all hell break loose. And everything is against you and there's no one to talk to God is in your midst and he's your God he is a God of he's a God in my deserted place when I'm alone when there's no one around when I feel the world is caving in 
God is my God. I can walk out knowing that he's my God. I can lift my head up knowing that he's my God. And his name is Jesus. Amen, somebody. Amen, somebody. And if you ever, if you ever, if you ever think that God is not with me, if you ever think that God is not with you, if you ever think that God is gone, God is afar off, let me tell you, he's in this place and he's with you today and he want to give you victory and he want to pump you up and he want to lift you up because that's what God does. you think you're down you're down and well you should stay down and you're thinking oh my god can you lift me up god won't you get you out of there skipping and jumping amen church amen even when it doesn't look rosy even when it doesn't look pretty god want to get you out of a situation and god want to help you that's who he is he's a helping god he's a god that helps he's a god that delivers he's a god that see breakthrough and even in the darkest hour do you think that do you think that god doesn't work can i come on big al come on up here I'm going to tell you that God works. God works. You weren't in the first sermon, so I, I couldn't use you. But this man, last Sunday, I was sitting right there. I got a text. said he's in the hospital. And it's bad. Can't talk. Can't move. What are you doing here today? What? Only Jesus. What, what, what's his name? Jesus. Call his name again. Jesus! Let me, let, me, let me tell you. Let me tell you what happened. Every Saturday morning. Every Saturday. This man, this man was getting married. Maybe three years ago. Every Saturday morning. He's in this house praying. So it was his day to get married. You know what he tell his wife to be? I'm going to prime in. Man, my wife would be saying, uh, my wife would say, you ain't going to prime in now. We're getting married today. Put your jacket on and come. Let's go get married. This man was here praying. Every Saturday, rain, shine. He's here praying so he has a bunch of prayer warriors praying for him and all he has to do is to call those prayer warriors don't mess with god can i tell you that again don't mess with god can i say that again and those prayer warriors began to pray for this man 24 7 and look at him today His wife said, his wife said, Pastor, he can't talk. He, his speech is slurring. He can't move. He's can't, they don't know what's going on. But look at him today. Look what Jesus has done. You can, you can go sit. Uh, you can go back now. All right, he can walk and he can talk. 
nor slur in the speech. Let me tell you, God is a God who is touched by us, touched by our words. And even you have to just say, Jesus, he will hear you. He will answer your prayer because that's what God does. He answers and he hears prayer. Sorry. Sorry to be loud. But guess what? That's who I am. I gotta be loud. <laughs> that's me. I'm black. God, God forgive me. I'm loud. I, that's okay. I'm gonna just preach the word of God. If you, if you just come here to just chill, you're in the wrong place. This is where God works. This is a miracle house. This is where God says people this is where God heals this is where God does this is where God set free and if you're in this house today and you need to be set free God is here this is not where we sing a few songs and go home and say thank you Jesus hallelujah praise the Lord this is where God reveals himself and he shows up and, and you know what he it's not just showing up. He wanted to transform lives. That's why we preach Jesus. This is no play house. This is God's house. And, and look at it. He's in all of us. That's what makes this house so powerful. Because God is here. Oh. Somebody shout hallelujah. He's here. Because I'm here. Because you are here. Because the person beside you is here. And he doesn't want to leave you the way you came. That's why Jesus says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. That's powerful. Think about all the things that you got to worry about. And Jesus says, come, come, come to me and just deposit in me and I will give you rest. And then guess what we do? We still go away. We still go away and we worry yourself. God, I don't know how I'm going to make it. And Jesus said, just rest. Just take it easy. That's God. And, and when he says, take it easy, he doesn't mean go, go, go plan. He says, take it easy. But, but there's another side to that. Is that he's not just saying take it easy. He said in your planning, you don't have to worry about the outcome because I'm the outcome. Are you, are you with me somebody? So in your planning, because some are planning, and Lord, I don't know how this is going to work out. But God is saying, don't worry about the outcome. You just show up. You just show up and I will show up with you. Are you with me, somebody? He just said, show up and I, I, I will show up with you. He, he, said, he said to the three Hebrew boys, don't, 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 don't bow, don't bow, don't bow, don't bow. And they said, even if God, don't, 
Can you imagine that determination? Even if God don't deliver us, we go, we go, we, we not going to bow. We not going to bow. We not going to bow. Somebody said, we not going to bow. And so they were bound. Have you ever been in a situation where you're bound? You're trying to get loose. I'm not talking naturally. I'm talking in the spirit. You feel bound. You feel tied up. You feel like things are going against you. And you feel like, but, but, but God, but God, but God. Somebody say God. But somebody say God. God. And God showed up. And, 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 and the king said, didn't we throw three? And now there's a fourth? Let me tell you, God is going to show up in your situation. Amen? And when you walk out, instead of walking out as one, you're going to walk out as two. You're going to walk out as three. You're going to walk out as four because God is with you. Amen, church?